From the Oklahoma Studios, this is another edition of the Oklahoma's Varsity Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Jordan, and I'm here today with uh, Coach Mike Dunn, Dell City football coach. Coach, how's it going this afternoon? Going really well. Just getting ready for a big game on Friday. Yeah, I was about to say, you guys definitely have a really big game on Friday this week, but uh, let's start with yeah. uh, uh, let's start with going through your guys' schedule this year. I mean, you... You guys started off. Uh, you guys started off. We'll go back to non or non districts play, and you started off two and one. But uh, what what do you think your team? Where do you think your team has grown the most since you guys uh, dropped that game to Carl Albert? Well, I mean, I think just in how we prepare for for each Friday night. Um, I didn't think that we prepared very well that week. We you know we played McGinnis the week before and and won kind of one of those uh, thrillers at the end and, and put it together. Um, for a big time football game. And I think we had a little bit of a letdown, you know, even though it's, it's Carl Albert Dell City and it was the number one game in the state. I think the next week we just didn't prepare right. And so it was easy to, to look back on some things that we thought we could have done better. And our kids, I think, bought into the idea of, you know, how, how you prepare for a, for any game, not just a big game, not for a game that you're supposed to win, but just how you prepare to play 13 weeks. So, um, I think that's really what we gained the most with just the, the, Knowing that if you don't prepare right, you're not going to beat anybody. Kind of looking at looking at some of the players on your team. I know how I know how good Quinlan Ganther, uh, your quarterback, has been throughout you, for you guys this season. Have you seen him? Have you seen kind of that same growth in him with his leadership as well as the seasons progressed? Yes, for sure. Uh, Quinlan has always been a guy that's led by example. Uh, the way he has attacked off season, the ways he attacks our summer pride. Um, seven on seven. Doesn't matter what we're doing. He wants to be the best at it. Um, you know, and one of the things I tell people all the time, I don't, in, in my 15 years of coaching, I've never seen a kid do what he's done on the track, even really. Cause he, you know, he's a guy that is a sophomore. People would have said was probably didn't move very well. We didn't run him very much. And what he's done in the last two years on the track, you know, it's, it's really showed. I mean, the kid went from a guy that we didn't think was very mobile to he's almost got a thousand yards rushing this year. And, We've really put the the ball in his hands in some big time games, and he's gone out and in those big games he's had his best rushing numbers. I mean, he went for 168 um, against Midwest City the other night, and he's had multiple 100 yard rushing games. So um, that's the biggest thing I can say about him is that he leads by example. Uh, whereas some guys they're afraid to go to go get on that track in the off season. He went and attacked it, and uh, not always the fastest guy out there, but he became a guy that we could hand the ball or keep the ball in his hands and he could go make things happen for us. Um, but, you know, just his work ethic is really what kids follow. Um, he's not a real raw, raw guy. He, he talks when he needs to and he gets onto our, our offense and we're not performing right. If, you know, he's the guy that, that talks to the team because he's the quarterback, you know, and, and he, but he doesn't, he's not one of those guys that's going to give you any kind of lift service. He's not going to, it's not going to be fake emotion. It's all him and, he talks when he's supposed to, and, and I think that goes a lot farther with our team because they know if he's saying something that it means something. Talking with Coach Mike Dunn from Dell City. Uh, Coach, uh, on defense, you guys haven't allowed more than 20 points uh, since district play has started, and that's really been a focal point of, of your teams and these past couple years. And even Dell City, if you go back traditionally, has always had a really strong defense. Uh, I know you have a couple linebackers who are really standout players, but is there anyone else outside of uh, Rajon Tatum and Donovan Stevens on defense who is who have really stood out to you this season? Yeah, I mean, our, our entire front, um, you know, with, with it, it starts with those two guys, but, you know, we've got a, our whole defensive line that came back from last year, and, and uh, this is a defensive line that, that played 
pretty good last year as juniors, and they have a, another uh, year of offseason under their belt, another summer pride. Um, but uh, Kyron Williams is our three technique. He's committed to UCO. Um, he's been a three-year starter for us, and he's a, he's a big-time presence. You know, the, the best thing to say about him is he's also a football smarts guy, high football IQ. You know, he's one of those guys that can call out what offenses are doing. He watches film. He does it the right way. Uh, Tyrone Denton and Ray Maytubby are two uh, true five-technique defensive ends. They're a pass rush specialist. Guys get after the quarterback week in, week out, um, and, and really good kids. Uh, again, work ethic like no other. Um, Kevin Green is a guy that stepped up up front for us, our, our starting nose, and I think this offseason you'll hear his name quite a bit. He's about 6'4", 270, and he's a, he was a basketball guy. He still, still plays basketball, but he's kind of coming to his own as a defensive lineman. I think we'll see his name a lot um, in the, on the recruiting trail. Uh, you know, another one that's had a really good year is uh, our defensive back, uh, Keyshawn Murray, uh, number four. He's also committed to UCO. He's a slot receiver as well. He's had a big, big year there. But um, defensively, last week was the first week he's had a ball caught on him all year long. Um, and that was we, – we traveled him to – to number six from Lawton, the the Reed kid, um, committed to Baylor. Yep. And I think he had, he had four catches for 40-something yards. So he, uh, he, he kept him in front all night, didn't catch a deep ball, nothing over, uh, I think, eight yards. So can't say enough about him. Jacoby Smith, obviously, is the guy on defense that does big things for us. Hilton Baker is our other DB. LJ Brown, another DB. But we're, we're, uh, we're, we're pretty happy with those guys. I mean, they fly around and uh, they protect the protect code red. That's what we call it. So they protect the the code and, and do it the right way. Talk about. I mean, we talked about your defense. Talked a little bit about uh, your offense. Now it's kind of a leaning, kind of like you said, really big game this week for you guys too. Going up to Stillwater to face uh, face the Pioneers, both six and zero in district. This uh, game's for a district title, I guess. For a a game like this, you can't ask for anything more. Come week ten, right? Yeah, that's what uh, you know. When we when we were looking at the schedule and seeing how. How everything was setting up, we kind of knew that this could uh, this could be a possibility. You know, last year it came down to the same scenario, except for Stillwater had not been beat, and we had been beat by Midwest City, um, and Stillwater beat Midwest City, so we were looking at a three-way tie for a district championship. This year, it's it's outright whoever wins um, as district champ gets the one seed in the playoffs. Whoever loses is going to be the two seed. So, um, huge game. You know, offensively. I know that you know, we have got to protect the ball first and foremost. Um, you know, anytime that you play a, a, an exotic style of defense like them, uh, you, you know that your offensive lineman has to, your offensive line has to be ready to go um, block an, an exotic front, something you don't see every week. Um, but our offensive line has gotten better and better every single week, so we're finally kind of quick up there. And, and our athletes have made them look really good at times, even when they haven't haven't been getting it done. But the last couple of weeks, they really have. Uh, put it together so um you know offensively i think we're we're balanced I and mean, i think that's probably the best thing that you can say about us uh you know we've thrown for i want to say 16 about 1600 yards this year but we've also got two rushers that are close to a thousand yards and our third rusher has uh over 600 yards so we've ran the ball well we've thrown the ball well um we're, we're, we can we can attack in different ways but I, what i would say best about our offense is we take what the defense gives us, you know, and I know that that's what, that's kind of cliche. It's what coaches say, but I'm pretty, uh, amazed week in, week out with our offensive staff and our, our, uh, play calling with the offensive coordinator, coach Jason Madonna. Um, just really being patient, finding what's working and then sticking with it. And, you know, that's been something each week we've, uh, we've done it in different ways to, to score points. And, you know, that's something that I, uh, I think keeps defenses off balance too. 
That was uh, Coach Mike Dunn with uh, Dell City Football. Coach, really appreciate you taking time to join the podcast today, and best of luck on Friday. All right, I appreciate it. Y'all guys uh, do a great job, and I appreciate everything that you do for Oklahoma High School football. Thank you. We appreciate it. That was Dell City Coach Mike Dunn on the podcast today. Uh, thanks for him for joining us. Dell City's football coach with a really big game this week, uh, heading up to Stillwater to face off with the Pioneers for a district title. That's just one of the multiple games around the Oklahoma City area that – have just extremely big district title implications this week, and uh, we'll start when we'll start in six A. Uh, you want to go to up to Edmond Santa Fe, where the Norman Tigers are traveling up there to battle the Wolves, and that's going to be a really interesting matchup because Edmond Santa Fe is in a real an interesting situation coming off of a win at Jinx last week. They were able to be victorious up at Broken Arrow a couple weeks ago. Edmond Santa Fe wins this game to the district champions for the first time since two thousand twelve. But if Norman's able to go in there and, and get a win, there could be a three way tie for second in that district. Uh, between Norman Emmons, Santa Fe, and Jinx. That would make Broken Arrow the uh, the district title winner. And Emmons, Santa Fe could drop to f- as far as fourth with a loss. So there's a lot of different situari- or situations and scenarios that could come out of that. So it'll be interesting to watch that 6A1 battle. Um, Santa Fe could win the first district, like I said, first district title since 2012. But also it would be the first time since the division split that someone not named Broken Arrow or Jinx has won that district. So that's something to look out for. If you want to go to... Uh, uh, Class 5A, another uh, really big, important matchup is uh, Carl Albert and McGinnis. Um, it's going to be at uh, Gary Rose Stadium on Friday night. You know, McGinnis is 8-1. and one. They've won every game this year after losing its opener to uh, Dell City. Uh, Dell City was able to score a last-second touchdown after uh, McGinnis scored a touchdown with about a minute left. Dell City went and uh, was able to drive down the field and score a touchdown to win that game. Um, and then Carl Albert, it's only losses to Piedmont. It ended the 40-game win streak, but Carl Albert has rolled. They've the opponents they're supposed to beat, they've beat them, they've beat them handily, they've taken care of their schedule, and this is kind of a game that these two rivals have everything always circled on their calendar. So it's going to be really interesting to see this matchup. Um, Carl uh, Albert has a really stellar defense, but it's going to be going up against the McGinnis offense that has arguably been better this year than it has in the past, and it's always been really strong, and that goes behind Dominic Richardson, it's running back, um, Luke Tarman at quarterback. But on the defense for Carl uh, Albert, you have – Alfonsi Joseph, Reese Collier, Rico Windham. I mean, you can continue to name uh, people who just are such impact players for that defense. And then McGinnis' defense is also really stellar. You have Brendan Walker, a linebacker. But then you go to Carl Albert's offense. You have JV on Hunt, Ben Har- at running back, Ben Harris, a quarterback. Um, you have JV on trailer, and then Rico Windham also plays on offense a little bit too. Um, and it's just it's going to be a really intriguing matchup because if Carl Albert wins, if Carl Albert wins by 10 or more, it'll be the district champion. If Carl Albert wins by 10 or less, or sorry, 9 or less, or McGinnis wins, McGinnis is the district champion. If McGinnis wins the game and Piedmont wins at Woodward, McGinnis would be the one seed, Piedmont would be the two seed, and Carl Albert would be the three seed in the district. But if Carl Albert wins, it would force a, it would force that three-way tie. But because of the point situation, Carl Albert McGinnis would be the one and two seeds, and Piedmont would be the third. So it's going to be... Piedmont's going to be cheering for McGinnis to try to be able to host a first-round game for sure, and uh, obviously McGinnis is going to be going for a district title in a in a matchup that's always really close. Um, you're going to drop down to Class A for another really important matchup. You have Minko and Cashin. Uh, Minko nine and zero, six and zero in district. Cashin is eight and zero and six and zero in district. Uh, just a really stellar matchup between two teams that have just exceptional defenses. Both offenses are also really strong as well. Um, I'm really interested to see, to see the score of this one. I'm not going to be able to make it out that that game this week. I will be attending uh, McGinnis at Carl Albert. Um, so um, one of the things that I want to see with that one, though, is 
Uh, Cashin has just rolled this year. Its defense is strong. Its defense is really, really strong. But uh, you can read more about this in Wednesday's editions of the Oklahoma. Now, I'm writing about a Minko wide receiver and defensive back Parker winners. You know, he's got 13 touchdown passes this year, has eight, inter- eight interceptions. He's just he's been a really key piece to a Minko team this year that's strong. And this game last year also uh, came down and determined a, a district champion. Cashin was able to come away with a victory. But, you know, looking at the playoff bracket, the way things are shaping up, the winner of this game is obviously you're going to win the district. You're going to remain undefeated. Um, you're going to be able to host your first couple rounds of playoff games. But it looks like the winner of this game is going to be on the same side of the bracket as Rejoice Christian, the number two team in Class A. Uh, Minko is number three. Cash is number one. Going to be on the same side as the bracket as, Re- as Rejoice Christian, and that would be a quarterfinal game that is going to be played in the third week of the playoffs. So that's something to look out for. Um, I'm not saying that either team is going to lose because why would anyone want to go out and lose? But we could have a really big matchup, and we'll have a really big matchup depending on or whoever wins this game, possibly with Rejoice Christian come that third week of the playoffs. Um, a bunch of other really big matchups across the state this week. Um, as far as uh, – as, um, I mean, you can look up and down the board. You have uh, Kingston and Lindsay who are playing for a district title. You have Beggs and Sperry, a rematch of the Class 2A state title game from last season where – Beggs won in the regular season, but Sperry was able to go ahead and win in the playoffs. Um, that's another big one. And back up to back up to Class 6A, you have uh, Mustang and Moore facing off. And this is going to be a really important one for district positioning. Mustang could finish as high as second and as low as fourth um, come district standings uh, with a win in this game. So a win for Mustang means hosting a first-round matchup against possibly Jinx, Norman, um, or in Santa Fe, just kind of depending on how things fall out. But no, the uh, there's already been a bunch of playoff spots clinched um, all across the state. I've begun filling brackets out this week, and it's been a little bit surprising just to see how many teams have already clinched their spot. But you know, that's there's only been about probably 40 or 50 of those that have been clinched, and so it'll be really interesting to see how uh, everything falls out this week. Again, I want to thank uh, Dell City Coach Mike Dunn for joining the Oklahoma's Varsity Podcast. Make sure you guys follow along with all of our content, Oklahoma.com. Uh, slash sports slash high school and there's a there's a hyphen in there between high and uh, high school um, and you can always follow my work I'm on Twitter I post all of our stories on there and uh, feel free to send in questions if you guys have them for the podcast I uh, I meant to put a I meant to put a cue out there this week for questions and forgot to do that but make sure you guys are sending in that for questions if you have any my uh, my username on Twitter is at cam underscore Jordan that is J O U R D A N so. Make sure you give a follow on Twitter and uh, let me know what's going on in your realm of the world. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening to the Oklahoma's Varsity Podcast. Until next time, thank you. Thank you.